The following podcast may be explicit. Shedcast presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome to a special sidebar from our AFTS cast. In this episode, we explored gaming with our significant other and the challenges we face when only one partner games. Our special guest, Ronnie, Brittany's beau, also chimed in with his opinions. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Adventures from the Shed. No, do not adjust your audio. This is not Joe. This is Mickey. This is the first time that I actually get to host a podcast, so let's see how this works out. First of all, um, oh yeah, where can you find us? If you Online. Listen, if you listen to this, Bing. you probably all know, already Radio. know where to find us. But You know we're Google. online. Google Plus. If for some reason Facebook, you don't know, YouTube. Brittany's running through all of them. I forgot the rest. And by by the, way, the way, there is adventuresfromtheshed.com. And Joe downloaded the internet onto his phone. Yeah, so if you're missing it, don't you can go on Joe's I'll re-upload it. <laughs> so as I said, I'm Mickey. Let's go around the table and introduce everyone. JJ? JJ here. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what else to say. We're not really playing anything, so... <laughs> we're not playing anything. Yeah, so... I already screwed it up. I'm I know, supposed right? to tell you what we're listening to. So this is a sidebar. This is not a game session. And this a- sidebar is actually a little bit interesting. We're going to do partners in gaming and get some different... sidebars? Well, it's Well, Mickey's running it, so it's got to be interesting. It, so yeah, it's oh, totally yeah. different. We're going to do perspectives on what it is like to play with your partner and gaming with your partner and love interests and all that good stuff. So let's see how that works out. So I'm JJ, and I play with my love partner all the time. All the time. Aww, That's what he calls gross. it. It used to be little JJ, but he calls it the love partner now. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this is Brittany. Uh, uh, because only you can lift it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. So that's uh, Brittany. This is Ronnie. I'm uh, first time on here. I'm Brittany's boyfriend. Yeah, and Ronnie is a special guest, but not a special red shirt guest because he should not be dead by the end of the podcast. I'd Unless I say something really bad. I'd prefer if he remained alive through this. Then we have. Hey, this is Kurt. The dwarves know me as Kurt. The elves know me as Kurt. <laughs> Everyone knows him I made as secret Kurt. names. Uh, I am here without a partner. No one loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to the garden to eat worms. And happy me, I'm Joe, because I have to be happy I'm Joe. And my wife, Bridget, just came out here to the shed. You guys have heard her on the podcast before, on the Girly Podcast. She's going to say hi. Hello. Oh, great. Say hi, Bridget. I'm Bridget. There we go. There's Bridget. Super pleased to be here. Yeah, oh, we yeah. can tell. <clears throat> so now we kick it back to today's host, So Magnificent Mick. Magnificent Mick. So as I said at the beginning, um, today's podcast is going to be about different perspectives on gaming with your partner and or love interests. So the genesis of this was kind of just James and I kind of brainstorming about what it, what it means, like what it's like. He and I game together quite a bit. You guys hear us every week on the podcast. And we were wondering what other people's perspectives are. What is it like to game with someone whom you're dating with? What's it like when one partner games and one partner doesn't? Um, some advice for those people out there who maybe have someone they're crushing on that they're gaming with or maybe see, meet someone at the gaming store. So let's see how it works out. There's a bunch of questions on the board, and we're going to try to make this a little bit more organized than that intro worked out to be. But, I think um, you can do it. Good luck to you. You can do it. <laughs> It'll be like herding cats. So just off the cuff, could anyone 
tell us, what's it like? Has anyone gamed with their partner other than James and I? That's a big silence. Game well, over. What kind of gaming do you mean? Well, all right, so let's define <laughs> games. Kurt, we so want to hear about your bedroom antics. <laughs> Online gaming, videos, um, consoles, or RPGs. And it doesn't have to be with your current partner. It, it could, could be, be with, with any partner. So, yeah, tabletops, well. anything. Right? Tabletops, yeah. anything. I'll start because I'm going to have very little to contribute to this podcast. So I will get my, sesh, my, my part out of the way and then let y'all go wild. Uh, I have been married forever. My wife could not care one piece less about this stuff if she tried. Um, it is a bummer. I love her to death. We have our own hobbies, which is awesome. I do my stuff. She does her stuff. Um, I actually like having the time up here with you guys. That's totally separate from her. It gives me space. We love you, Kurt. Thank you. Um, the only time it bums me out is that I have two kids, and if she would be a third-party member, it would be awesome for beginner boxes and Pathfinder and there stuff like go. that. And she really just doesn't want to play. She'll play like Munchkin and stuff with us and board games. She's just not drawn to this type of imaginary game. So uh, generally, it doesn't bother me. Um, I'd like her to play with the kids a little. It's probably not going to happen. Um, having said that, I dated an awesome girl once in California. I'm Back sorry, what? You did an awesome girl once? Well, I, I dated and did an awesome okay, girl ahead, in California. I uh, thought you said you were going to have nothing to contribute. <laughs> when, when my wife and I were on a break, because uh, we, we did it through college. We broke up for about three years before we got back together. And I was not uh, playing D&D or role-playing games at that point in time, but I was heavy into video games, uh, playing a lot of PlayStation games and stuff. And she loved the same type of games I did. So... That was tons of fun for us. I mean, we played video games every day. And I'm not talking like, you know, Warcraft where we'd be doing eight hours. It was just we'd come home and play Twisted Metal 2 or we'd play... Tony Hawk you know, Pro Skater. Tony SSX. Hawk Pro Skater. You know, I mean, just whatever it was that we, you know, I mean, even stupid stuff like the, whatever the old jet ski games were and stuff. And we would just, I mean, it was fun. I, I love cooperative gaming and gaming in the room with someone else as opposed to over the internet. And uh, that was probably the last time I really did that because my wife also doesn't doesn't really get into video games so I, I really liked it i think it would be great um but did it help, help <clears throat> did it, help did it help your relationship yeah absolutely are you still absolutely. yeah i mean it was great stress relief it was a great way to hang out spend time together get to know each other better you so learn playstation and chill you learn yeah, yeah. playstation <laughs> and chill before yeah. netflix and chill Exactly. I'm and, and much more active than Netflix, and you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of just sitting and watching TV. So, you learn about them because one, you're spending time with them and talking with them. But two, like the way someone games tells you something Absolutely. about them, which is what I want to talk about later when we talk about why you're always such a bitch in here when you're so nice in real life. Because <laughs> I don't get to be, play a bitch in real life. Well, exactly. To be a bitch exactly. <laughs> while so, we play. Um, so that's probably. I mean, I'll, I'll chime in and I want to talk about you guys, but that's probably about all I have. Um, other than I think the reason I probably don't game more is because I really always want to play like an elf rogue, a female elf rogue assassin who wears fetish gear. And that's probably well, you could totally weird play for that. My, I mean, that's what I always like want to basically play. And he, he, do doesn't, he doesn't mean yeah. imaginary. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, I, like no, my, he's, he's got the clothes at home. Yeah. yeah, I'm playing a sweet one. I'm replaying Dragon Age Origins from the beginning. I'm playing the sweetest like elf rogue right now. <sighs> <laughs> but I think most of the people in my life just wouldn't understand. Actually, I will say one more thing. I have this great little group of friends I've told you guys about um, who are all professionals. Like, they run restaurants in town. They're heads of marketing companies, all this stuff. 
and we go out and do like dinner parties and drinking all the time and they are completely intrigued by this and what nice. I do and they are dying for me to run a game for them but they're like a little bit too embarrassed to really admit that they want to do it until they get drunk and um, I do think Catherine might play if because nice. she's really close friends with these people That's as well. That's really interesting. And I, I, I want to run the D and D starter set for them, but I'm not sure that we can commit to that. I, much. I can, I can say it only takes once. I, once I finally got Mickey to commit to playing, uh, it was. It was pretty, and it's interesting. So perhaps <laughs> um, the approach for some folks out there who may be in the same situation as you is to find not so much the game, but a, a group of people that your partner would be int more interested in spending time or with. Or comfortable playing with. Or comfortable also playing the right with. alcoholic beverage. Well, and I don't Definitely see this group important. sticking with it. And it's funny, they want to kind of play themselves. Like, one of the guys is a doctor. He wants to be the cleric. Mm -hmm. And, like, the PR girl. Like, I mean, they ca it's funny because they kind of want to play the PR girl wants themselves. To play the bard. <laughs> whereas <laughs> I want to play, like, the S&M elf. Like, a female elf. Are you elf. saying Which actually not arguably might... <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> that might actually <laughs> be might reflective be of some <laughs> things that we see at the podcast. It's okay, definitely true. But um, I, that might be a way. And although even with that group, she said she'll like cook and make drinks in the kitchen while we play. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we'll see. So why don't we go to Hold more. Hold on. I'm sorry. I have an off-topic question. Is today the 23rd anniversary of your first date with your wife? Holy shit, it is. Yes. How do you How know did that? She know because that? you told me the day we went out. The day we did the video recording. I totally forgot that. I better text her. She's like Rain Man. With yeah. Dance. And stop oh saying God. mean shit about your wife. And stop saying <laughs> mean shit about your wife. You just said that so she would cook. That's not mean. A different perspective. So James and I, I, James mentioned, he and I play together. And you're right. It was at the very beginning. I remember early in our relationship, I had absolutely no interest in yeah, it. Yeah, I remember taking you to the game store. And it was just like a you stepped foot into an alien world. Yeah. Big confidence booster, though. Tell you that. <laughs> it was funny. It was like you know in the movies where the the record stops and everything everybody swivels and looks. Yeah, geeks in the game store do like them some girls. That one has boobies, but <laughs> that are supposed yeah. to be that size. Yeah, they're supposed yeah. to be that size. So that was kind of interesting. But once you're right, once I committed. And I did kind of half-heartedly commit the first time. Yeah, because like, you just fine. wanted to spend time with I me or whatever. I just wanted him to shut up about RPG and decided to just go and play one game with him. And it worked out ever since. So far, all our gaming has been together. So that's an inter interesting kind of little tidbit. But um, so for what about some advice that the group would have for those folks out there who maybe are gaming with someone who they have a love interest in or someone who they're interested in and want to kind of chat, uh, chat up a bit? What would, advice would you give them? Hit on them in character. Hit it, hit it super hard. Yeah. So, Kurt, anybody in that group of business owners and yes. doctors that are interested in each other? Two of them are married. Yeah. To and each other? To, <laughs> to each other. Okay. And oh. she is, um, like, super professional and cool, but she's, like, hardcore, like, into Lord of the Rings and, like, all the young adult fantasy. Like, she loves fantasy. So she would be, she would be perfect. She could play here and hang with the best of them. The other two, this would be it would be a totally new world to them. Uh, and then there's one other member of the group who says he he just laughs at us, but he would end up playing just because he's always here drinking with us. Yeah, one of the things I find is as you get outside of your normal self, I'm thinking business owner, 
doctor, what have you, you sit down at a table like this, you're not that, you don't need to be that person. And as you get outside of yourself, you can be more open with the people around you, and that can definitely help out. Which is why I get to play a bitch every time I get a new character. If you're, if, you're the, if you're the DM, you can just be like, oh, well, you get all this special stuff. No, nobody else needs anything. Yeah. Yes. I've never done that. No, never, ever. Well, you guys I mean, don't get to spend that much time with each other because you, you know, you're in an office ten hours a day or whatever, Monday through Friday, um, and that's another. You know, Kat and I see each other a lot because we're both self-employed. She probably just wants me to get the hell out of the house. Get the heck out of here. She's when sick I of first you. moved to Florida, um, I uh, I got I got with the gaming group, and I did not like the DM, but I did like one of the girls that was in the group. And um, I played with him for about five months until I found out that the girl was married and just never wore a ring. And so I dropped out of that group once I found that out, once I finally... Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I hit on her all the time, in the, and she seemed receptive in character. And then finally I got the you know, guts to ask her out outside of the game, like, as we were leaving the store. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm married. I'm sorry. All right, so what do you do in that situation? What advice do you have for... Because I'm sure you're not the only person who's that, that's happened. He's, He's not never the hit only on guy a married who's chick. ever hit on a married chick. No, right. no but yeah. I mean, so what advice do you know. have for someone who has a hardcore crush? Like, Brittany, you mentioned mm. hitting on them in character. Mm. So what happens if the message is just... It's not working out. Like, how do you, how do you approach that? What well, advice do you have for those? I mean, people? that's what I did. As I, I, I asked in real life. You know, I asked outside of the game, um, and it took me a while to work up the courage to do that. And um, once I finally did, it was you know heartbreaking. But all right, I can leave the game. I don't really like playing it anyways. So you well, were playing because that girl was there. Yes, but it goes yeah. both ways too. Because like, um, I mean, I love Mickey. She's great fun and a good friend. I'm not ever going to hit on you in real life, ever. But, like, it was kind of fun when your oh, character snap. was flirting with Truk for a little while. Has nothing Until to do with you personally. Died. It's just in that story, it's kind of fun to play around with that a little bit. And then you just... So, I think you can go both ways. You can use gaming to hit on a person in real life. And you can use hitting on people in the games to play out something that has nothing to do with nothing the real with person. The real, exactly. I hope I'm not offending you, but that's what I mean. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's heartbroken. I'll, I'll get you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a side note, I feel so, I feel so bad sometimes because I, I do sexually harass your character a lot. It makes it a lot <laughs> easier to I have you as you girls yeah. in the game group when you guys are the raunchiest and the sexual harassers. A as a listener, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best thing is she will hit on Truk. Truk, yeah. Oh my god, I've been saying Turk. That, just tell them all about yeah, it, Alyssa. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, she will hit on him and then just slowly look. And JJ sits between them. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's normal. Everything's normal because it's all fair in RPG. Yeah. And and except for the fact that your character is 16. That's still. It's a little. Yeah, I don't want to end up 17. like Jared. Uh, you know, I <laughs> 17. Oh, poor Jared. Oh, you wanted to eat too fresh. Yeah. <laughs> JJ is also a, a big man and a good looking man. So, you know, it's I all like, good. I like my JJ. <laughs> Well, it's good because so, you married him. I did. I married him for. Did a you like him before you married him? I had to. If I said he, I said yes. <laughs> okay. We don't know the circumstances. Uh, anticipation. Of that. Were you drunk? No, and I already had my residency. I was actually already a citizen, so there was no. 
weirdness going on there. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're talking about the green card. Okay. Yeah, I, already... I, I wasn't sure Whoa, wait, what you were what? talking about. Yeah. So wait, do you guys ever have you gamed as like as a couple in game or your characters as couples or do you always have to No, we've never gamed as a couple where our characters are actually couples. That's actually an interesting dynamic. I don't think I could do that because for me gaming is an escape, right? Right. It's um, an opportunity to play something other than what I am, you know, the, the rest of the time. So I think that would be too close to go to home. And I think you've pointed out oftentimes my characters hate his characters and I get to like make fun of him and they're useless. Call him a useless barbarian and all that good stuff. So um, it's just it's an escape. It's an it's an avenue and that's okay. I mean if you're out there and you're playing with your partner, um, why not? Why not play something different? And also you could probably also use it to work out some relationship issues. Yeah, I mean have you done that? We, we've Why just, are we we've, center stage? We've <laughs> joked about that, and like we don't argue or fight really at home, but you tend to really go after my characters in the game. And then, mm, I think, I think maybe she's worried that if she hates anyone else's character, they'll take it personally. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, that's true. I can hate his character all day, but everyone else, that's... Or maybe you've got some repressed stuff you need. To you guys are like psychoanalyzing. Mi Mickey kills all of my characters. That's I, I terrible. Just have to, well, I have to kill your characters. You don't have to. You could talk to them sometime. <laughs> it doesn't work out when I try to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. I'm going to keep you guys. I want to keep you guys center stage for a minute because I have a question of. Uh, normally, you guys do game together, but what if one person's going to go play and the other isn't? How does that affect you? Well, the well, mancation. The mancation. You know. Actually, James goes on a vacation every year where he and a bunch of guys get together and they spend a week and a half playing D&D. &D and cuddling. And cuddling. And at doing the same time? We had tickle things. fights this year. <laughs> Why would you not do it at the same time? <laughs> and, you know, that's a situation where we game separately, and that's that's okay because... Why not? We are individual people. We have our individual interests. And honestly, a week and a half with nine guys does not sound that appealing to me. Although it might to some listeners. Not to me personally. They get sweaty and stinky and all kinds of stuff goes on. Actually, we, That's had, when the fun begins. we never started playing uh, on time because we had to wait for someone to get out of the shower. Yeah. Like every oh, time. Oh, you had a pre We only had two it, showers. I think so. it was me. <laughs> Two showers and nine guys. It takes a little while to cycle through that. Shower together. Just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All right. So back to our topics. We're getting way off topic here. Yeah. So I've got one other, one question for the group. So online versus in person. Do you think it makes a difference to that significant other and why? I think it would depend on if you knew them in person already or not. Because if you, like, you know, say if Brittany and I, who already know each other, we're in, you know, in person, we, we're together all the time, then play online, that's one thing, rather, or um, say if we just met, met them on there. online. If you just yeah. met them online, you don't get any of the little personal quirks. Mm -hmm. It's also really a bummer when you meet that hot 25-year-old blonde online and she's really a 14-year-old boy. FBI agent? Or a 45-year-old Which is man. awesome because her age, you know, 14 years old and an FBI agent. That's amazing. <laughs> or a 45-year-old man. So what about from a flip side? Um, when you want to go gaming with a significant other that may or may not be into it, let's go with someone who's not into gaming. Do you think it makes a difference whether you're doing it online or, or versus in person? Hmm... 
Well, I'll say where I don't game very much. Um, I'm totally fine if he wants to play something online because then we can actually still be in the same room together. And I can peek over and see what's going on and see if there's anything neat. And You used it. to play online games. We, we did for a long time. We played um, Dark Age, Dark Age, of, Age of Camelot. Was, well, that was the first oh, graphic game that we played. But we played Gemstone. Text Gemstone. Yeah. Um, for gosh, about five years. And it, Yeah. But we would play that sitting literally next to each other in the same room. We'd be His and her battle side, stations. We'd be having our side conversations like, hey, go go up here, go north, go east, and look around there. And isn't that cool? And Yeah. It was, it was kind of neat. Um, I'm just not into the tabletop as much because it requires a commitment for both of us to be in the same place at the same time. Usually not in the same place as our children, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, Still kind of difficult. It's getting easier as they get older, so I could potentially see myself gaming when they're a little bit more independent. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned commitment, uh, and I know you're talking about time and kids, but also I think, like, thinking about Catherine, there is a sense to her that this is a whole other world and, like, a whole other language. Like, when she listens to even just the three of us talk, she's like, it's Greek. You know, she's like, she has no idea when we talk about and if we're just talking, we'll talk about con modifiers and this and then hit points. And, and if you've never gamed, that is intimidating. And I, I've told her, I'm like, there are games like Dungeon World that you could walk into without knowing a single thing like that and have a great time. Yep. But I think that there is a – I mean, I don't think my wife in particular would be interested either way because she's not – she's not particularly interested in, like, imaginary worlds. And you know, she's a very practical person. Her, Anyways, but I do think for some people who might – <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it boils so, down to whether or not, like, when you read for fun, do you like to read fiction or do you like to read nonfiction? That's true. Well, and right. I just think that there are a lot of people out there, and women in particular, who would be interested in gaming. One, if there were other women at the table, and two, if they didn't think that there was this barrier to entry that was so hard to overcome. Because, I mean, if you flip open an article in Dragon, or it's it's Greek if you've never played it. That's that, true. that actually helped. Uh, Reminds me of something that happened uh, at my Wednesday night game, uh, not last week, week before, is uh, we have two women that are there. One's part of a married couple that game at the same table. Um, the husband ended up having to go out of state for work, and then the other went to visit family, and she couldn't. her flight got delayed, so she wasn't able to make it back. So we only had just the one woman there and just the rest of us guys. And the difference between just her level of interaction and I think overall comfort for some reason, even though nobody else changed their actions, uh, was just dramatic. That's interesting. So she became less interactive yeah. than she was the only right. person at the table. And yeah, when she was the only female at the table, she was... Oh, the only female at the table. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. That's and she had she had her husband's character as well. I tried to get her to make her and her husband's character interact with her role-playing both, but you know, she just wouldn't. Hmm. I thought it'd be fun. But yeah, she just, she became a little bit more introverted. Interesting. So why, why, all right, that's weird. Why is there that? I think that, that probably boils down to a personality type. Because I could see with Mickey being the only woman at the table, she gets more vocal. (laughs) Because I think she feels she needs to defend her position. Well, I'm also like a, you know, rah-rah feminist. So I think that that kind (laughs) of plays into it. I, a woman, hear me roar. I'm going to be the equal at this table. The, yeah, it is a personality. Well, type, and, that, right. and that was the thing. Like the party had elected her leader, like, so she was, you know, she, she wasn't, you know, some 
minus side character you know she was she's one of the main characters and people and players at the table and she was the party leader and everybody's looking to her to do this and you know uh make you know decisions for the party as it were um and she was she'd, she'd chime up you know when she was prompted but she wasn't well i'm gonna go do this and everything like she normally would and i'm guessing it's obviously because the other woman and her partner weren't there with her i tell you another issue to think about too for potential partners there is definitely a social stigma associated with this with most people i mean most people are judgmental and stupid and they don't and they, I mean, I think people think if you play D&D or this kind of stuff that you're, you know, living in your mom's basement. And that sounds cliche, but it, that it definitely exists out in the real world. Oh, no, there's Absolutely. definitely closet geeks. Yeah, so if you meet a girl in the gaming store or if you see a girl reading the monster manual, like, that's totally different from if you're hitting on a girl at the bar at Sobeys or whatever. Um, and then you have, like, even with my really good friends, this group I was telling you about, I mean, they think it's weird. Like, I think they think it's cool. A couple of them think it's cool, mm-hmm. but I think they more think it's cool that I have the guts to do something that is so uncool. Yeah. And I, cause I'm just like, I don't care. I love it. It's fun. I don't give a toot. Um, but they still think it's weird. Yeah. I have got, I have the same dynamic with the folks I work with. Um, I'm the only, I'm not the only gamer. There's one other who is, um, one other female who is into gaming, but she's more into consoles and button mashing, which doesn't appeal to me but everyone else in the department looks at me as though you know there's something that's, that's yeah, weird it's different you let your flag fly because you got I the do, dice on and i do i i've got i've got 2d6 sitting on my table on my desk as you know paperweights or whatever and it's because i don't care you know this is something i enjoy and it doesn't have any bearing on my abilities in my job it's just an outlet for I me. hope you're better at math on your job than you are at the table. I am much better at okay, math good. than my job. I well, and I, think, so. yeah. I think part of the reason I've gotten back into it, I actually take a perverse pride in not being normal in a lot of respects. I mean, I just think if you're if you're being normal at everything, you're doing something really wrong. Um, and I, I mean, everyone cares what people think to some degree, but I really think I care a lot less about what most people think than a lot of my friends do. And so, and I think a lot of people who do this are kind of like that, at least to some degree. So you end up with people who are, in some respects, more uh, or less conformist and more um, independent. So, you know, you can have a lot of fun and good conversations with people around a gaming table that you might not have with other friends. That's what I've had to deal with people like, you know, what about graphics this? And, you know, this, I'm able to see this and everything. And I'm like, yeah, but... I was able to literally chop the head off of one guy and kick it so hard into his partner that that partner died. When have you been able to do that in any of you know your hack and slash games and it actually be worth anything for your character? Yeah, most of the time those polygons are attached and yeah. they don't come apart. They don't come apart. Right. Well, and I so, love, I mean, that's good. I love video gaming, too. I, I play a lot of video games. Yeah. And I will say uh, there are a lot of girls playing video games now, particularly younger women. I actually have gotten some email requests recently for, you know, from parents saying, you know, my 14-year-old girl wants to play the new Tomb Raider game. Like, is that appropriate? Or she wants to play Halo. I don't know what that is. Um, and I never would have gotten those five years ago or ten years ago. So I think that's come along a lot. Um, and supposedly with 5e, there, there are a lot of new people playing, but I still think it, clearly tabletop is a male-dominated game. It, it, and, I mean, all the more reason for people to be encouraged and use this, because uh, you hit it on the head. When people game on a table, they let some you know nuances out, and you get to know who that real person is. So, I think people should be encouraged and you know reach out to that 
mm-hmm. love interests across the table and look at it as an opportunity. <laughs> Stop making googly <laughs> eyes at my husband, Joe. I, wa- I want to go back to that. The last thing we were talking about, because it's one of the questions up there. It's near the bottom, the one that has two lines there. But uh, have you had to answer any weird questions? And I'll tell you that once I've talked to some people at work and tell them I'm doing a podcast, the first thing I get asked is, so you dress up as an elf and you pretend to throw fireballs when you're sitting at home? And, and of course, the, the answer is no, I don't throw fireballs. But... Um, that that is it's not, something not that real it happens anyway. especially i mean we are literally here in the south uh one of us actually has a more southern accent today ronnie thank you for bringing that to the table well i uh, do try to get rid of it as much as possible <laughs> but, <laughs> but um we, we there is that the stigma we talked about it's here it's definitely here in south carolina and um, although most of the people I work with aren't really affected by it. They don't think I'm a demon worshiper. At least they don't tell me to and my that, face. That's one of the problems is the yeah. stigma from the whole, well, it's like devil worship and magic. Yeah. And you're, you know, in the belt buckle of the Bible belt. So, so. what kind yes. of questions, uh, let's ask you, Ronnie, what kind of questions have you been asked about what it is you actually do? Well, for, well, that's, well that's, you that's, tell them you worship demons, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I tell them. Fuck, that's I say devils. Demons are stupid to worship. <laughs> I just look straight Demon at him. Was that saying something about your wife? What? what? Oh, no, 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 no. I was talking about. <laughs> no. I'm just kind of looking at him like, I will summon the devils of Demodius. And, you know, just whatever. No, but um, it's one of the things like, you know, well, what exactly is that? That's the thing where you, that's, that's the devil worship thing, right? It's like, no, it's pretty much like any RPG that you see on, uh, it's like Skyrim, except there's no graphics. You know, I can, I can be whatever race I want and customize them and I can throw magic or I can have a shield and slash it, whatever I want to. Um. But beyond yeah, but that, do you really do that? Is yeah, that what no. you really do? Yeah. Yes. It's it, it's mostly it is, just it is if you LARP. <laughs> it is if you LARP. And that's the it's other that's LARPing, the other question. It's what is it? It was creative 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 role play. Creative role yes. play. That's yeah. what we did for a Halloween right. episode. Which I was going to say LARPing. which we'll, we can talk more about creative role play a little later in the podcast, but yes. I do think I feel very strongly and I've said when we on the podcast the sidebars about why we game. I think for most people in the real modern world their eight to ten hours a day at work sucks. They do nothing that makes them feel like a hero. They do nothing that makes them feel like they have control over their life. They're they're, and I'm including myself here. I mean, I'm an attorney. I I, I turn widgets on paper. We all just turn our little widgets and our spreadsheets, and it it sucks. And this is a way. I, I'm a superhero in my day job. But and then yeah, if that's is. true, then it's remarkable that you do this because I think most people are on Prozac or antidepressants. Or they have a therapist, or they drink too much, and I think for I have all that. Too. <laughs> well, I was gonna say for me, I I may drink a little too much sometimes, but I don't have any of that other stuff. I think this is how I get out my shit. You know, I can come here and be a hero, and I can be a druid, and I can do all that stuff. And I mean, I'm very conscious of the need for that in life. And uh, I absolutely, think, you know, I it also allows you this. a brief respite from the joy, which is your loving wife. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's also a big outlet for creativity it is it, it, it engages the left side of the brain it is yeah. it is a huge outlet for creativity like, you're right I, like i've got a lot of stories in my head but instead of you know writing books i just come up with a grid campaign and then i can include friends and new people into that and everybody and have them help tell the story yeah right it's right. like mad libs but real life <laughs> no way way off i actually kind of like that. and mickey i had a comment about your your last uh, your last comment about getting together around the table what's the difference between role-playing and guys who get together for a poker night it's Absolutely. not weird to get together and have a poker night it's, not. it's still a game 
they're all still playing and you, you learn about people's tells and, and their mannerisms and their habits. It's it's just a different game. Another comparison is fantasy sports. Yeah, fantasy football. Getting together, putting mm-hmm. down the spreadsheets, getting the stats, yeah. keeping track of this and, they and that. And keeping personal keeping when track of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. You well, get dressed up. You put on your favorite jersey. Why well, and they, they LARP more than normal more uh, than tabletop <laughs> role players. I believe in that big time. I mean, Clemson's number one in the country right now, and I have friends who spend an hour a day on TigerNet reading about what the team ate for breakfast, and they lose their whole Saturday to football. And I don't do any of that. And I'm like, you guys are freaking crazy. See, You're the difference no- is we're tailgating Lord of the Rings. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we're also exactly. not really losing money if you know if our, if our campaign goes the wrong that's way. And, lo- and my thing is, I think that that's crazy. But I don't... I, I'm like, I won't judge you if you don't judge me. Like, you're doing something that you find fun. We're doing something that we find fun. Who cares? Hmm. But I do think I, – I have a poker game, and I used to watch a lot of football and things. I do think particularly for men, they use sports and competitive games as a way to deal with each other, but where you never take it to a deeper level. Like, it's a way to be in the same room and interact and have fun, but, like, you never talk about deep stuff before or after a poker game. At least I never have in all my years. And I do think – you're, we get a little more of that here. I don't know if it's just us or if it's gaming in general. Because I think you make yourself vulnerable when you play a game like this. Well, you get put into, unlike a poker game, where it's more of bluffing deception, if you will, in an RPG, in a tabletop game, you can be put into a moral situation where you have to make a choice between life and death instead of a straight or a full Yeah. Ass. Yes, you're right. And at the end of the day, it's, it's RPG. Maybe that's part of the stigma. People feel that that decision is reflective of who that person is. And, and to some degree it may be, but not necessarily. All and I, I wanted to go out, JJ just wrote this down, but I wanted to go out and say uh, uh, to everybody that I really appreciate, Kurt, that you're not contributing much. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. I'm such a dick. You're not monopolizing <laughs> the conversation at all. That's awesome. Oh, God. I've got one. So I want to ask this question then. How do you broach the subject of gaming at a beginning relationship? Get the fuck out of my head. That was exactly what I was going to ask again. Sorry. There's a list she of hates things that you wanted table. to ask. It's written on the board. <laughs> well, I'm going through the questions. Uh, Mickey wrote them all. I yeah. did. I wrote them all. They're yeah. on the board. I know. They're on the He's board. He's not in your head. He's looking at the written board. But, but that he, was in her head th- at one point. That is not but the she order we're going head. in. Shut okay. up, Brittany. I'll say, I found out yes, <laughs> that Joe played D&D, not currently when we, we first met, but um, I found out when we were moving one time together. And going through boxes of stuff. And I was like, what the heck what is, is this? all this? And he's like, oh, awesome. That's my Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And he starts looking through it. And he's like, man, I haven't played this in forever. And you know, put it How back in the box. How long have you been together at that point? Gosh, a year? Two? <laughs> We've been together for a while now. But that was a long time ago. We had, I, I would say it was a couple of years. But the thing was, and I'd said on other podcasts we did too. But I had stopped playing for maybe I don't know, 15 years maybe. It was a while. And I did have a lot of the books. I still have a bunch. And and when I was cleaning up the um, garage for us to do our Halloween podcast, I found some of the stuff and I was rifling through it then too. It was so what you're saying is you're a fucking hoarder like this jackass. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get rid of stuff. But um, to, to that point of all that old stuff, when we, when we were talking about this podcast earlier when we were setting up for it, one of the things that I had mentioned was uh, you know, how do you broach a subject of gaming with, um, with a potential partner or with somebody that you're interested in? And, and for me, and Kurt, you had mentioned you played when you were a kid, right? When I first learned to play Dungeons & Dragons, girls were icky 
I didn't care, right? I, I was I was 11 years old. I was not interested in girls, and that made it easy, I think, at the time. So uh, since then, it, it was easy, I think, for me that I, I became interested in girls, and then I got back into gaming. So then to talk about it with the, the girls, the only one I've, I've I would say had to talk to about it was Bridget, and she learned it by looking through my boxes. I, I didn't start playing until <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't start playing until a few years ago. So I don't have any of that experience. My first conversation with Brittany about it was, yeah, don't judge. I've got a D and D campaign or a session on uh, Wednesday or whatever. Yeah, and my her, response was, hey, I'm part of a D and D podcast. Hey, We're recording we, this weekend. Judging is my nerd penis is longer than your nerd penis. Yeah. <laughs> no, his nerd penis is definitely longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! So like for me, I don't think I ever really broached it because um, I no, was in I was in my hiatus whenever I started dating you. Jumped right in. And he just sprung it on me. Like, I, I'm sorry, I, what? I, I had quit WoW just before <laughs> meeting you. Oh, my eye. <laughs> my eye. <laughs> and then when we got to Asheville, I was really, really jonesing for it. And that's when I really committed to going back into it. I, no, it was the mancation. It's interesting because when James and I first started dating, we, we were long distance. Um, he worked out of the city most of the time we lived in florida and he worked on the road so i saw him on the weekend so he would get his online gaming fix during the week yep i never saw it and he'd come home on the weekends and then we'd have you know a normal relationship and then well you had a normal relationship well, back as, then as normal as his he okay. and my, his and my relationships are relationship is um then, whoa, multiple. <laughs> Did you need more wine? I believe that. I need more wine. No, it won't. It, it, we, we can do this. <laughs> then, <laughs> go, Mickey, go, go. It was after you left the company that you were with, that you were actually in town full time, that I learned about the darker side of James. And I shared before about being a Wait, wow widow. The gaming is the darker side? For at the time it was because I, I had absolutely no idea he was into it and all of a sudden this guy who I've been dating for about a year is as far as you knew as I was far as I knew he guy, was quote unquote normal then he starts showing me all this online stuff and wow and multiplayer online and D&D and, and I was like what the hell is this she's like I don't even have a nerd penis I don't even know this um but it took a while, and it, it was it's actually an interesting point, something on, on the board there. Uh, how do you deal with that when your, your partner kind of springs it on you out of the blue? You're talking about role-playing? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, my, Catherine calls it my midlife <laughs> we crisis. She thinks this is part of my midlife crisis. She's like, well, that's a pretty good one to have. Which, Although, as you've shown on Amazon, it can get expensive. It can get expensive. And you have, not to, a you have to use that as a bargain on your vacation to get more stuff That's true. from Amazon. That's true. <laughs> and I'm with you there. Uh, my wife knows that it can get a little expensive. As we sit here in the insulated in the shed, shed of wireless microphones um, recording in our Although it's multi-purpose. Grant, I was going to say, granted, this is also the music shed. Yeah. Uh, which I also don't make any money from. Yeah. It's Just so you know. Yeah, we, we can't take it with us. <laughs> it's your creative right. outlet. Exactly. Thank you. So it's also off. all over the house. It's no, beautiful. his creative outlet is 350, 400 feet from the house. I'm okay with that. It could be worse. As long as it's not in the garage. I mean, so wait, we've all introduced our significant garage. other we to We just Jamie. played in the garage. Did any of you ever I, I meet someone? You 
I didn't introduce her. Well, that's right. Yeah. You guys were already playing. So, but yeah. did any of you ever meet anyone directly through gaming that you started dating? Nope. I have not. I have not. I've only ever played with family and then this crew, which is partially family. I'd be curious to, to know, like those folks out there listening, post and let us know. If, and if you've met your significant other or a past love interest via gaming, I wonder what the stats on that are. Because, I mean, we meet people through Match. And the majority of marriages today are based online, on online. algorithms. I mean, it definitely happens. Algorithms. I listen to a bunch of different podcasts through the Tome Show Network. And I know there's a female um, game master on there whose husband games with her. Um, it happens, but I mean. I don't think it happens no, that I, often. I, I've seen it happen. It just never happened to me. Yeah. So it's possible. I, I, I would liken it to how many relationships, relationships start up in the chess club. I mean, it's probably the same idea. The, the, the crowd isn't that large, so it probably isn't yeah. that common. But gaming is a target-rich environment. And not at the hobby store. Not at the hobby store. <laughs> well, I should say there are a lot of targets. But you don't go in there looking for W-2s if you're a woman. No, it's probably not the smart I thing. I see you do. have a fat, sweaty neck beard. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's not generalize, Bingo. guys. I do think let's the, not generalize. The, we don't need to generalize. That's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think the point that I think Mickey made earlier about bringing new people into gaming, I mean, I think this is a perfect opportunity for it because I do think that there are a lot of people who would enjoy it who will just never come into the game if one of us doesn't introduce it. So... If you are so single, you and if you're, if you're single and you're passionate about it, like don't be ashamed about it. I mean, it's part of you. It's fun. You enjoy it. That's what you want to share with your spouse and if you yeah, or your friends. Well, I mean, it's like what happened with uh, Mickey and JJ. He ended up uh, introducing her to it. She loves it now. I said something to Brittany about it. She goes, "Oh yeah, I do that too." So I mean, that was it's just you know pleasant surprises all around. It is pleasant surprises, and actually could lead to more fun because that one of the questions out there is, "Have you ever taken tabletop to a different top?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you asking if we do it on the table or if we take the role play? She wants roll two d six. That's how do long I'm standing down there. you cast magic missile in the bedroom? She <laughs> wants to know who's the elf and who's the dwarf. <laughs> Let's just say Joe and I have had an adventure in the shed. Oh! oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't want to touch anything anymore. Did you want to know why the floor is now one? padded? Are we gonna let the kids listen to this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, the kids don't listen to any of them. They do listen to some. They Not listen this to one. the Pathfinder. <laughs> and they I'm watch sorry. the Halloween show. Adventure in the shed, huh? I was going to say, you got the shed Nothing. to get away from the kids. <laughs> yeah, she's probably thinking of someone else. Oh my goodness. Wait, what? Oh my god, that look. <laughs> That's hilarious, and I think we're 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 there. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, if so. that chair was warm when you sat down, just so you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mickey needs more wine now. I, uh, all right, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> all right, Mickey, you're running the show now that I put you in another uncomfortable position. My chair. Um, what else do you have on the board that you don't think we've addressed yet? I think Go we've ahead and the think through it. So just. And let's wrap it up with just some general advice for those folks out there that are kind of wondering, maybe on the, on the fence, don't want to come out of the nerd closet just yet, maybe have their eye on someone, male or female. But specifically, you don't want to come out because it might deter that person. Correct. Right? They have their but eye on that other female. if it deters them and, and that's something and that's, that's part right of your life, then that's not the right anyways. person. Yeah. yeah. But it might just be that they don't understand yet. Yeah. Well, and, and it takes time. That's true. And like in my case, Catherine's never going to game but she totally respects it like she likes it she's supportive of it she does not denigrate it 
If I've been (laughs) the reason Joe keeps saying that is I wanted to make sure I wasn't putting her down because she's not involved in this. Um, She's she's super cool with it. I think she actually as an she was an actress and is a creative person. I think she actually likes it and respects it. It's just not her. Um, So even if you try to get someone into it and they're not, as long as they're cool with it and they let you do it, I mean that can still be fun. Maybe you want to get away from them. And I mean I'm probably like Kurt's wife was, where I don't play. I wasn't interested in playing. He came up with this whole podcast idea I was like yeah okay sure have fun with that uh you, but don't expect me to to join this is it's his time it's his thing it's his outlet I have my time my things and my outlets that he doesn't like to do so you know it's just it depends on your relationship if you if you have a strong relationship uh, anyway you can both do different things apart but Bridget's the first one to listen to our podcast Sundays at two o'clock 201 awesome. it's already downloaded well like you know Catherine Gardens and I love eating her food. I, in the abstract, understand and respect that she loves gardening, but I don't give a flying toot about it. I mean, I don't care at all. I don't want to ever read a book the about it. The beans are in. Yeah, I mean, it's the same go, thing. Go, go, go. Talk more thing. about what? your wife. The beans, <laughs> like, you know, the, whenever something comes right, the beans are in. Yay. Actually, that's super exciting because <laughs> I thought Mickey was the, the beans bean that she sent that one time I were delicious. Oh, the pickled ones? Okay. Yeah, yeah, those pickled beans. Yeah, they were. Yeah, the, the green good. beans, those are awesome. Catherine, we want more pickled beans. Yeah, they <laughs> were, they were <laughs> spicy. For that. Spicy pickled green beans. Yeah, they were good. Well, they're remember when you didn't too. think you would like fried green beans? Yeah, well, those were good. Yeah. Or boiled peanuts. I saw that post on Facebook this week. You mean week. bold peanuts? No. <laughs> I think bold. the group No, I will never be that Southern. Okay. Um, Ronnie, do you have any advice for those folks out there? Just, you know what? Go for it. Just let them know one way or the let other. Let the freak fly. You, you either know if they're into it as well, so that way you have something else to do alongside them, uh, or at least talk about with them. Like, she and I have never gamed, you know, together, but... When you guys have your session, she's talking all about it. I tell her all about mine. She helps me plan some of mine. They'll either be supportive or, you know what, if they're not supportive and don't want to have anything to do with it or run you down, then that's not the type of person that you need around for something that you like care or care about. Absolutely. That's true. And for those out there who were like me who'd never considered it and had absolutely no interest in it, you might want to just give it a try because you never know. You're still Guys, talking you should about just gaming, always right? you should just always have an open mind like about everything. You don't know if you like it till you try it. As, it's, it's like spanking. Yes. You never know if you like it's it. Just, you know, it's like just weird, it. and then you oh oh wait. <laughs> and it's, it's like, with that, it's like food or sex. Try it at least twice. Uh, at least twice, because you might have screwed it up the first time. Exactly. <laughs> and I want to expand not on the spanking, but on what Ronnie said about. And it's not just a um, a, a romantic relationship, if you will, but other people. If you want to talk to other people about. Your problem, as we uh, seem to indicate it is. Uh, as an example, I talked about how uh, some of the people I work with, they, they don't understand. Well, I was, we have a new employee that started with us a few months ago, and I was going to lunch with him, and he was listening to a, um, he's a, more of a uh, martial arts self-defense kind of guy, uh, more like an MMA type thing, and he was listening to some tactical podcast on the radio, and I asked him what other podcasts he listened to, and he had mentioned... Uh, an RPG podcast, and I said, you know what? I do one. And it's kind of interesting now. I get in the car with him to go to lunch, and I hear myself on his radio. Oh, bizarre. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So just talking in general about about 
compatible interests to people, not just romantic yeah. relationships, but other relationships, can actually open that door as well. I, I've met quite a few people I would consider friends from my Wednesday night gaming. You know, none of us had ever known each other before that. D&D, bringing people together. I mean, that was that's my mancation. I mean, they as a group of friends that just kind of met over time, and it was an amalgamous group where... Um, you know, people joined and if they didn't fit, they left after a short session. Um, but the, the core group stayed together and they're still together 15, 16 years later and they still get together once a year. And I was lucky enough to join that group. And I think that's a good point too. I'll stick on the general relationships for a minute because I think the groups that stay together the longest are the groups that out of the most diverse when we do the stereotypical, the neck beard, the I live in my mom's basement, those groups don't stay together because nobody wants to keep going to that guy's mom's basement. But uh, like JJ mentioned, that mancation, there's a, a wealth investment guy, uh, a self-help book writer, blogger, and, and well, JJ, uh, and then there's a military guy. And I mean, there's... Uh, yep. a, a wide assortment and on this table we've mentioned before we have the an attorney uh, we have banker. the attorney the banker the IT. the jj the jj, the JJ. <laughs> <laughs> my um, job is literally arguing with banks yeah a, I, a customer service that's why we right? get along so well yeah <laughs> and i'm an it guy i mean we have we have an assortment of people and I think those, again, as, as the relationships grow, those are the groups that seem to stay together the longest. And I we've think got, I, I qualify as a neck beard about anyways. So. Hey. <laughs> no, but we've got, we've got. I like your sexy beard. But you hide it with no, your You have a full beard. beard. There's a difference. We've got occupational diversity. We've got good gender diversity now. We've got a little racial diversity. A little, little spice. A little spice. Uh, so I was so confused for a second. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, right. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's Mickey. Hi, Mickey. Yeah. I was raised yeah. a Yankee, so I mean, it's, it's, Oh, Actually, good. half of us here were raised Yankees. Yeah. So. I'm f- I am a Yankee. What? From the Northeast. <laughs> anyway, just, never mind. Did you, weren't you just talking about citizenship? <laughs> I was. That was kind of sad. I just wasn't I just it? read something that yeah does not match what you said. I grew up in New York City, so yeah. Okay. I would argue the grew up part. You would. <laughs> I never grew up. There you go. All right, so I think we're wrapping it up. Thank you, everyone, for an awesome podcast. I apologize. My first time actually hosting. I think I did all right. You did fine. You did you great. Awesome. Validate me. You're the best, Mickey. You're the best. You're There's so a big pretty. round of applause for Mickey. Yay. Thank you, everyone. I hope this was entertaining. I hope you got some good insight, and I hope you this gives you a little bit more courage to go out there and just be yourself. Just be yourself, either with that person you're interested in or just with people you want to hang out with. Yeah. So this is Adventure Or be an elf. Or be an elf. With a dom- a full dom. <laughs> I'm determined I'm not going to hit on Kurt the spanking and the elf outfit. I'm, I'm kind of turned off myself. All right. Thanks, everyone. This is Mickey signing off. So bye. Bye. Penis. Oh, wait. I have to You have stop. to click the stop button. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of AFTS. We learned about gaming effects on a relationship. We gave dating advice for meeting new partners and even heard a bit of the adventures couples can have while gaming. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you didn't, fuck you. No one ever listens to this part of the podcast anyway. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shedcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.